Hey, everyone. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri alongside Evan Thorpe and Stephen Ruiz. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to start off with NFL rule changes. We have a social media post of the week from LeBron James, and we've got a beef of the week. But before we get to that, let's talk about muscle pain. I'm talking about the stop you in your tracks, I'll never work out again, oh my god, what am I going to do kind of pain. That's the kind of pain Dr. Jason Worsland wasn't in when he created Theragun, the deep muscle massager that's unlike anything you've ever felt. Theragun isn't a cheap massager that just tickles your muscles. The handheld percussive device uses a scientifically calibrated combination of speed, depth, and power to release the deepest muscle tension. It's this simple. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just everyday life, you can use Theragun. Theragun is the preferred muscle recovery device for over 250 professional sports teams, and it's used by hundreds of thousands of satisfied customers around the world to reduce pain, increase range of motion, and soothe aching muscles. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com cadence. For a limited time, listeners to this station get a free charging stand with purchase, a $79 value. That's theragun.com cadence. Again, theragun.com cadence. All right, guys, are we ready to talk about NFL rule changes? I was born ready. I need to know what's going on. Uh, And I need Steven's expertise (laughs) in explaining it to me. I'm here. It's a very complicated matter. (laughs) No, they just added. They're going to add an extra game to the season. And they're going to add an extra team to the playoffs. So basically, I'm trying to do the math in my head. That's 18 more football games. So 18 more opportunities for players to play a sport that no human being should be playing backtrack a lot on this tell me why it is happening tell me if the players association has approved this if this is a done deal right it's all about money the owners just want more money and more games means more ticket sales more concession sales more tv contracts uh and the players they haven't agreed to it yet this is just a proposal this they have the cba is expiring Mm -hmm. after this season so they're going to negotiate it this year. And that's, I think, what the owners want most. And I, they're probably going to have to give something back to the players. They're probably going to, going to have to, like, get rid of marijuana testing or, you know, just improve their salaries, give them more of a cut of the the revenue. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to end up working out. And Richard Sherman basically said that to Jamal Adams, who plays for the Jets. He basically said this is a win-win for everyone because it's more money for the players, more money for the owners. But then Richard Sherman kind of pointed out yeah. to him, like, you got to think long term about this. It's, it's and it's really not like more money for the players. In theory, it is, but the the revenue split is going to remain the same. So it's just really just more money for the owners. There's a lot of things at play here, but one is we're going from 16 games to 17 games. Right. So one extra game, restructuring playoff format, uh, and uh, like you said earlier, a game that nobody should be playing. The wear and tear on the bodies is already. Right so huge that the financial whatever financial gain is happening here might not be enough to compensate for that right and it just dilutes the product i don't know who wants this besides the owners who make more money off of it i mean it's more football but this is a game of attrition so that just means more time for players to get injured so by the time you get to the end of the year and into the playoffs when the games do matter you'd have fewer healthy starters 
and then you have worse playoff teams, so it just dilutes the product for me. My only question is, if they do add an extra game, are they going to give teams an extra bye week? Because I feel like if a team has a bye week by week five, right. you're just killing those players for the rest of the season because they won't get a break in between those, those regular games and the extra game you're trying to put on them. I mean, I don't. they haven't like explained the mechanics of this, the logistics of how it's going to work, but if, by just adding one more week to the season, it doesn't sound like there's going to be time for an extra bye week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work. If there's only 18 weeks, and there's a 17-game season. Like, they would have to make it a 19-week season. And that just stretches it out even longer. I just – I don't get this from any perspective. Are they cutting uh, preseason games at all? Yeah, that's part of it is they would cut it down to, I think, three or two games, which, I mean, I think that just makes the might make the product even worse early in the season because you do need time to get ready for the season and to, you know, practice and get in shape. And people complain all the time about how – the, the product is sloppy in that first month. Well, it's mm-hmm. going to be even sloppier. And the only like solution to that is just moving up the start of training camp. But now you're just exposing these people to even more injuries. Right. My other question would be how would they determine that final team? Because they have uh, a method of putting the schedules together is you play one conference from each right. side and then you play whoever was finished the same uh, record in the division as same everybody else. Yeah, same yeah. place. So is it going to be a random team from each side? Is it going to be like a, a a non-conference rival? Like how would they figure out that last team for somebody to play? Right, and that could be kind of unfair if they do do it by like a non-conference rival because some people's non-conference rivals are like the Patriots and others are like maybe the Jaguars. Like it just – I don't know how it's going to work out. I thought the season is perfect how it was, 16 games, mm-hmm. four weeks, over four months. Like mm-hmm. it's perfect how it is. And now you're just messing up, messing it up just for the sake of money. And I think it's going to make the product worse. And also the playoff thing is stupid to me because I feel like six teams is the best that you should have for a playoff in football. Adding an extra team is just like, why? We don't need the second seed beating the seventh seed. Like, right. It's not going to really change like anything. Like if we had this rule in place for the 2019 season, the Steelers, Steelers would have made it. With, and their quarterback, <laughs> Duck Hodges, or Mason Rudolph, whichever one would have started that would have just been a horrible playoff game. Like, it's a waste of time. And also, the, the Rams would have made it in the NFC. No one wants to watch the Rams play football anymore. Like, but I you don't, don't think fans are going to be stoked for just one extra week of football? They're going to watch it. I think you're going to get complaints. One thing, in, you don't hear NBA fans going, we need more games. The argument is actually the opposite. They say we need less games. Like, Yeah, but the NBA plays like... Uh, 82 games or however many they play. How many 82. games? It's 82, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I would say, like, the the longer you stretch it out, like, that last week is, is going to become meaningless unless you're one of the four teams that's not in the playoffs. By then, you're already going to have your division champions. So, basically, you're just breaking it down for the final two wildcard spots unless you have a close race like an NFC East where the final game determined who won the division. I mean, I understand that you guys are talking about quality of product and uh, – how it's watering down system and this leaves open the potential for worse teams to get into the playoffs uh, by stretching it out an extra week. I I don't agree with this at all, but I don't think any of that matters. Uh, Like fans are going to be pretty happy with just one extra week of football because it means that they don't have to think about their rest of their miserable lives uh, for one extra week, right? You got one extra Sunday that you can just uh, put everything else on hold uh, and, uh, 
And the owners are right. They're going to get a ton more money out of it. And they're going to keep watering down this product until it becomes like 32 weeks. But that was a big thing like a couple years ago when the ratings started to fall. People were saying we're getting too much football. Like it's diluted. Like when they added Thursday night football, they everyone said like who, who asked for this and the ratings started to fall. So I, I think there is a point of diminishing returns mm-hmm. and the NFL's. Uh, I think they're going to hit it if they keep saturating the market with football games that people aren't necessarily asking for. I know people are going to watch no matter what, but that doesn't mean they're going to enjoy it. And it might take away their enjoyment from games that they would have otherwise enjoyed. If I was in this meeting or if I could bring up an idea, I would do an extra week, give teams an extra buy, keep the playoff format the same. That's how teams who have an early buy could get some rest towards the end of the season. And you can have fresher play towards that last stretch of football and you're, like, giving players time off. Like, if you play a Thursday night game, I would give you the bye week before that game so you're not playing four days after you play on Sunday. Right. I I mean, I'm not justifying this at all, right? I just feel like the it's very much a business decision in terms of we think we can squeeze more revenue out of this versus here's the impact it's going to have on the health of the players. Like, to me, the health of the players is way more important than whether or not you're diluting the product, right? You've already seen, like, the San Francisco 49ers were basically playing with nobody at the end, right? Right. So I agree with that. But then you have to ask, who is this benefiting then? Like, I could see some justification if the fans did were clamoring for it, but I don't think they are. So not only are the fans not asking for it, the players don't want it. And so it's just the owners. And- I don't know. Colin Brennan from USA Today seemed to be super on board with this on social media. Oh, yeah. So. He, he loves more football. I don't know. I mean. He was very much like, I am super into this. I think the XFL is doing enough for us to be good with another football league. Only another week of NFL action. Just give me XFL. Okay. Well, here's. Okay. So that's my next question that I was going to bring up, which is if you think people are tired of football, why the F do we have an XFL? Because it's new and fresh and some of the ideas that they have that you don't see in the NFL it's like all right I'm watching football but like it's like almost like backyard football feel like the also, kick- also like these leagues don't never last so I don't think that's like a great argument for that now, I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna last or not but it feels like people are in the mood for more football but maybe not NFL football they've got XFL uh was it AFL folded Okay, they folded, but people still seem to think that there's an audience for it because they keep investing tons of money in it. (laughs) That league didn't even make it through one season. (laughs) It ended after like two months. What about the XFL? I think think the the XFL XFL has at least a year. I mean, they have players that people actually like know. I I feel like the AF had players that kind of died off. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying either of those are a good idea, but the fact that people keep trying to get them started makes me think that, okay, there's an appetite for more football, which is what the NFL is trying to capitalize on. Yeah, I agree. There is an appetite for more football. There's always a, like there's always going to be an audience when you add, like you get add games to the NBA schedule and the people are still going to watch and the owners are still going to make money. That doesn't mean it's a good idea, especially like I think the wor- the worst part about it is the player health. Like that's like yeah. the strongest argument against it especially with Evan brought up about the bye weeks. Like Mm -hmm. if a team has to play 14 straight weeks and then they make the playoffs and they have to play a 15 straight, that's, that's crazy. Do you think the NFL starts load management? Right. I think that could be a byproduct. I don't know. I think there's too many, there's not enough games for that to happen, but. And I would say, unlike basketball, I feel like every Sunday 
Thursday, Monday matters in football more than basketball, where a player like LeBron can take a game off against a bad team. In football, it would be harder to say, like, all right, this player can take off this game, but a team could be like, all right, he's not playing. We're just going to attack that zone or that position that he's not playing and give us a chance to win. I think one thing they could do is, and I've seen someone suggest it on Twitter, is, like, force – each player on the roster has to sit out at least one game in addition to the bye week, mm-hmm. which would be like interesting from like a strategic standpoint. Like if the Patriots had to bench Tom Brady for one game, it would be kind of funny if they like bench him against a bad team, and it would like I think it would add to the drama. They'd be like, "Oh, you're benching Tom Brady against us." Like I would like to see that, but I feel like most of those benches will come week seventeen when if a team is already like locked right. up their playoff spot, exactly. it's like, "Oh, we could just save them for the, the end of the season." But that add, but that adds to it because if you're a team that thinks they're going to be good. And then, but you end up not being great, and you need to win that game, and all of a sudden you don't have a quarterback. Then it's another thing for everyone to complain about and write about in the media, and then you get more coverage and, and more time on so first take. All I'm hearing from you is that everybody wins. I think I agree with Colin. I think this no, is but that's be great. only if you implement that rule. I don't think Colin wants that rule because <laughs> his Cowboys need every game they can get just so they can lose to the Eagles in that. Yeah. Um. All right, we're gonna actually. Move on. Before we start talking about beef of the week, let me tell you about an ultimate life hack. It's hard to find time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, and your web browser takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down to just 15 minutes so that you can read or listen to. You can use Blinkist in less than 15 minutes. It can fast-track your path to more intelligent, informed, healthy person. You can use it in the car, while traveling, making breakfast, working out, all kinds of the stuff that you do during the day, during your normal activity. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash FTW to try it free for seven days and save 25% on your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash FTW to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only if you sign up at Blinkist.com slash FTW. Another thing we talk about on the podcast a lot is physical fitness. But there is another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, Getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to Calm.com Sports 40, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to natural scenes LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount at an annual membership to calm.com sports40. You can unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. 
Get started at calm.com sports 40. That's calm.com slash sports 40. Okay, let's talk about beef of the week. All right, so the beef of the week is coming from the NBA. It is between Cavaliers and their now former coach, John Beeline. Uh, earlier this year, it, reports came out that he wasn't connecting well with the players, and that happens a lot with college basketball coaches trying to come over and coach up a bunch of rich professionals. And so what happened— <laughs> I just am laughing at how you're describing it. And so what happened was during Instead a— Instead of a bunch of poor students. I mean, but... he doesn't have the control over players who make more money than him. He but... can't exploit them. So during a film session, he called the players thugs. That was a while ago. That That's was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, but— He might have called them slugs. But he can't, He went back and said he called them slugs, so— a report came out that the Cavaliers were trolling him by playing music that had a lot of usage of the word thug. Bone Thugs in Harmony, Thuggish Ruggish Bone, Tupac's Thugs Mansion, <laughs> Trick Daddies, I'm a Thug. And so to me, it's just so clever to troll your coach who you might be beefing with. You're playing songs that have every word of the that, that uses the word thug. Right. I can't imagine that's just an awful environment. So, like, if your players feel like you have to troll your co- coach, that's so dysfunctional. But so one uh, a player said that they felt the worst part wasn't that he didn't own up to what he said, even though he apologized and said he meant slug. So for them, it's just like this: is how you feel about us? This is what we gonna do? We are gonna show you that we not thugs, but we are gonna play songs that have thugs in it. So every time you hear it, you could think about that incident. Who is even on the Cavaliers? Mm. Tristan Thompson, <laughs> Kevin Love, Kevin Love, Kevin Love he doesn't want to be on the team though. But what... I, I feel like Kevin Love does everything except play basketball these days. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to play for the Cavaliers if I was on that team. What yeah. does it mean to play basketball like a thug? I, I don't. Well, so what is the so when he said the thug comment, uh, they were going over film, mm-hmm. and he kind of said it in a weird way where he was like, "You guys are." He didn't say they were playing like thugs. He said, no. this is how you play like a thug or something. It was something like you you playing like thugs. Yeah. When he meant to say slugs. So I guess playing like thugs would mean you're rough, tough. and Okay. Which would be a good thing, I feel like. But they're not winning, so I guess it's not working. I thought he was saying like you guys were playing like slugs or thugs. <laughs> Either way, it feels like such a small, minor thing to have a beef about still. Because this <laughs> happened a while ago. But it's like they were playing it on the bus and warm-ups, practice, all these songs that just repeat the word thug. Here's my thing. Like, how long were they doing this? Was it still going on, like, last week? And if so, get a new bit, Cavs players. Like, that joke, you're running the joke into the ground. How many songs are there? You guys are – it's like it's like a self-owned because you're listening to the same songs over and over again. And songs you, got, you don't necessarily want to listen to. You got Young Thug. He just came out with a new album. Pretty sure – I'm pretty sure every rapper has said thug in a song. So basically, the players won that beef, though, if the coach resigned. Yeah, they won that. They were just like, we really hate this guy so much. We've made it uncomfortable for him, like, uncomfortable enough for him that he was like, you know what, I quit. Well, yeah. that that was going to happen no matter what. Because I feel like in the NBA more so than other sports, like, if you lose the locker room, like, it's over at that moment. Like, you had – the NBA is, like, so much about just managing the locker room and managing egos and making sure players, like, still listen to you. Whereas, yeah. like, the NFL, like, you could be a Bill Belichick type and be kind of a jerk to your players, but, one, they don't have guaranteed contracts. And then, two, like, I think X's and O's matter more in the NFL than they do in the NBA, where it's mostly about, like, mm-hmm. who has the best player on the court. But also, like, he's much older 
than most coaches. And he was like his success was all college. Right. And I think for somebody that age, it's hard to do what you did in college and then try to enforce that in the NBA. That's what I don't get is like why the Cavs ever thought it was a good idea to hire. Like, yeah, a, it doesn't seem like he was a great fit from the beginning at all. Yeah. And I think it's Cleveland panicking after LeBron left and thought, you know what, we can have some young guys come in. Let's get a college coach who, I mean, I don't really know how many stars he's produced in the league, but I guess it's like we have young guys, we have a young culture, let's get an old guy who's, who's known with working with young guys. Right, can stabilize the locker room, but it totally backfired. Yeah, totally backfired. it's such like a naive way to approach it, I feel like. Because like Beeline wasn't known for like attracting star recruits, yeah. which is what I would want in an NBA coach he was like more like taking like unheralded players and like you know like his x's and o's made the difference which is not going to happen in the nba like you need a good a good roster and it just didn't make sense from the start like this was like inevitable he was going to clash with the players yeah um but it seems like uh the Cavs won this beef players won that one the pretty one-sided beef i but wait i'm playing devil's advocate he no longer has to coach, and he's still making money. So who really won? And he <laughs> doesn't true. have to coach those thugs <laughs> <laughs> or slugs. Or slugs. Uh, let's move on to our social media post of the week, starring Mister LeBron James. Ugh, more LeBron. I think all we are going to do is talk about LeBron. I mean, it's his season now since football's over with. So, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say. Evan, can you please read us LeBron's two-part tweet? Two-part tweet about the MLB. He said, listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I'm in sports, and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be freaking irate. I mean, like, uncontrollable about what I would, could do. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your dot, 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 dot. <laughs> tweet number two. Players speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, et cetera, et cetera, about this. Literally, the ball, ball emoji, is in your court, <laughs> or should I say field, and you need to fix this for the sake of sports. Oh, LeBron. I, I love his outrage, his solidarity on behalf of anyone who is in sports. This is officially like LeBron James is a dad. Like, yeah. this is what old people on Facebook, I'm sorry, that sounds so bad, but this is what, like, my grandma <laughs> would do on Facebook. She would just comment on something and and spend over 160 words just complaining about something. It's like, all right. Also, I, wait, he said the boss is literally in your court. Does <laughs> he know what the word literal means? Because it literally isn't. That's a that's a metaphor, LeBron. Uh, he said field. He changed his mind. I actually love this tweet because I love how earnest he is and how – He's trying to stand up for players. Uh, like, he really understands. I think anybody who plays sports, even if you play on an amateur level, even if you played, like, in your eighth grade basketball league or whatever, understands how absolutely morally reprehensible the Astros are and how terrible the MLB has been in punishing them adequately. And he's just voicing that. I mean, if LeBron is the only way for Rob Manfred to punish the Houston Astros 
I'm all for it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, his tweet is not going to change the conversation by any means, but it's nice to have. I don't have a problem with how the MLB punished the Astros. I think it was oh, enough. Man. I, you get out. You're just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> no, right now. I'm not. Like, yes, che- you they are. got caught cheating, and the people got fired that were responsible for it. I don't. What do you think the players should be like executed? No, no they but should I think strip the title. Strip the title and suspend them from postseason play. Yes. Yeah. That's so lame. It's How? not. They deserve to take a huge, massive revenue hit, which would be if you're suspended from postseason play. Doesn't matter if you have a great record; you're still not getting into the postseason. Why, why the? Why should the players be? Because they're the ones who also did it and co-signed it. I mean, like it's. I would say it's hard to do that because not every single player on that team now was part of the cheating. But it's like, hey, this organization yeah. cheated to get a ring. We have to discipline this organization, and we have to do it. So. If a team decides to cheat again, it's not like, yep. well, you know, we still get to keep our title. We just got to fire the GM and the manager. Yeah. But taking away the title doesn't actually take it away. Like, you still celebrate it. Who like, will? Like, the, who won the 2005 National Championship in college football? It's still USC. Like, technically they didn't, but no one's like, actually, these. you're a nerd if you do that. I mean, they. you don't have to award anybody else the championship. You just say, hey, for that year – the team who won, we found out they were cheating, so we stripped them. It's up. not. They. I think there is enough to say you got stripped from the title. You, I mean, whether or not they won it, or whether or not people historically remember it, I think it does matter to say this title is actually being stripped from your organization, and you can never claim that you actually won it. Here's my th- here's my solution. You should only get stripped of the title if you get caught cheating during the season. There's like a statute of limitations. No like way. they got away with it. That's no your way. fault for not calling them. Like apparently a lot of the player some of the players knew. Like it's your fault for not speaking out against it. I don't believe that at all. I, I mean, think it's still worth it to strip them of the title. Did they say that they tried to bring it up to MLB and they say, you know what, we're gonna shorten the amount of visits a pitcher and a uh, catcher can have? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. So it like baseball. actually hurt them. Are we gonna go back and take away the titles from like those Yankees teams that had a bunch of steroids guys on it? No, See, because ste- steroids only affects you personally. It's not organizational, institutional cheating, is which is what is happening here. If you were a player, would you be more upset that a player, one player, took steroids, or that a team is stealing your pitches and basically telling the batter like what's about to come at him? I wouldn't be upset. I would just be like, how come some nerd on the internet figured it out and we didn't? No, it was, uh, I think a former player had. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. Player. But then it's like someone did like the legwork and actually figured it out. And that's how it got blown up. Well, well, this is why, and I agree with Andy's column too, which is that MLB commissioner should also resign because the MLB was like completely ineffective in actually pursuing these allegations, even though they were pretty much out in the open because they did not want to ruin the game. Because that's how badly it compromises, like, the sanctity of the game. How would you feel if this past World Series in Game 7, the Nets didn't win because the Astros were cheating? I mean, I don't care personally about the Nets. Like, it does not. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, you're asking the wrong people about that. Like, personally, I don't care. I very much just think that, like, institutional cheating like this is so reprehensible that it needs to be punished severely. Like, the Patriots didn't get their Super Bowls taken away. The Panthers Panthers are my favorite team. For what? For, like. Recording practices? That's just as bad. I don't think that's just as bad. Uh, but, Recording team signals, it's like literally the same thing as what the Astros did. Like they're le- they're but figuring out. But was that ever proven? Well, yeah, they got in trouble. They didn't get a. They got fined like a million dollars and lost draft picks. But like, what? Like with football, though, 
you could watch a team's sideline the next day with film and be like, all right, when they hold this up, this is the play they come out with. So you can at least know from watching film of baseball. But you could steal signals by doing the same thing on the field. You just can't record it and use technology to aid it, and that's what the Patriots did, and that's why they got in trouble. I don't think that's the same like apples-to-apples comparison, though. It's not because it's different sports, but it's the same concept. You're still, you're trying to figure out what the team is going to do next by I, recording. I still think the Astros, uh, what they did, like drilling all the way down into it and their inability to accept it and take responsibility for it is just as bad. And then if that's what it takes to convince you, I'm fine with stripping the Patriots of of an NFL title. That's fine for me. I would welcome that as well. I'm pro cheating. <laughs> of course you are. Mm-mm. I think cheating like this, you got to strip. Are it. you anti-steroids in baseball? I was I'm for it. I I mean, I did have a take. I will. I think the MLB shall allow one player per team to take steroids. But, but you can't say we know the exact pitch that is coming when, like, that's half the battle in baseball. Change up your your signs. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us, and we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>